4: the
5: ace clubhouse show
6: and the number is 833-625-2278 that's 833-625-2278 chris townsend and ken korak with you and i'm gonna say ken this game kind of reminds me of the entire season where they A score microcosm. yes they score two runs they're both off solo home runs Bullpen comes in, gives up runs. I mean, this basically, what this is what you saw this season, unfortunately.
7: And, and then when the Mariners' bullpen came in after Castillo, and Castillo has been hittable against the A's. Yeah. And once you're trailing and once you have to get to Seawald and second rider, it's pretty much turn out the lights.
6: Well, you know what's interesting is we've now gotten to see a lot of the Mariners lately, and I know that their they're, they're numbers, their run differential, I know the analytics don't look good. But you know what they are right now? They're a winning ball club.
7: Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. You know, and they've they're like twenty-two or three games over five hundred for the last almost four months, Chris. So they've yeah, they're really good, and they've they played really well fundamentally. You know, we've seen yeah. now we don't see them against anybody else. So they beat up on the A's in fifteen <laughs> and four, but when they play the A's, they don't make any mistakes, and they force the action. And I like the way they've put together their club. I mean, on on paper, maybe they're not a dominant team, but they have some parts that play well. Like Dylan Moore is only batting about, what, 185 or something? But he comes up to pinch hit for Fraley because that's the platoon in left field. He gets walked, which is the last thing that you want to do with Moore because he can really run. He's running. He goes to third base on the base hit by Crawford. And he's the one guy they wanted on base in that spot because he's their best base runner. He gets to third, he scores on Francis Sackfly. And so those little things and the, the parts they have, their parts are fitting really well right now. And at least against the A's, they have those guys. You know, a guy like Moore is, is there in the perfect spot for him to do what he does best. By the way, I like how you put that. You know,
6: we don't see him against other people. We just see we him know. against us, and they're yeah. uh, they're yeah. world beaters against
7: us. <laughs> yeah, they're the twenty seven Yankees against the A's. I, yeah, I mean,
6: twelve straight, my God.
7: And it really hurts too, you know. And doing these shows with Bo Mel every day, and he's just so gracious, but you can tell it's it's wearing on him and on the whole ball club. I mean you, everybody who plays and whatever, if you're playing, you know, two on two basketball in the backyard. You don't want to lose 12 straight games to somebody, right, no. Chris? No, no. You know, no. I mean, it's rough and it's really frustrating and it doesn't sit well. And, you know, the A's are going to have to turn this around next year. And, and I think there's some things that the A's, I think, can, can kind of, I don't know, take from what the Mariners have done, especially with Seattle and their bullpen. Because you and I have talked about this a lot. You don't have to, you know, have, you know, 18 first-round picks in your bullpen or spend a lot of capital signing guys or trading some of your best people to get a bullpen. Their three best relievers are guys that have been designated for assignment or signed or claimed off waivers or signed as you know, minor league non-roster invitees to spring training. Uh, Casey Sadler and Sea Walden second right are those three guys. So uh, that, that is a way you can piece together a bullpen, and you can really change your bullpen during the course of an offseason.
6: Yeah, I, I think Liam Hendricks is one of the best examples from a guy that was DFA'd, right. went back down to AAA, found himself. Next thing you know, he's starting a wild card game. Then after that, he's finding himself on the cover of the media guide. I mean, these relievers, you, you just never know what they, you're they getting are. year they're, to year.
7: They're kind of fungible from that standpoint, for sure. And, and I think that's, that will be a point of emphasis for the A's, I'm certain, in the offseason.
6: Now, I'll, I'll tell you what, two teams right now, I don't know, we, we got a few games left and we got the weekend series. Two teams I would not want to match up against right now, Seattle and also St. Louis. I mean, the way these teams are playing and how hot they are, you, you, these guys, you don't, want to, you don't want to fight them in the postseason.
7: Well, and especially now because the Mariners have a day off and they have the Angels coming in. Right, and it looks like it's going to be the Dodgers against the Cardinals, unless something really crazy happens in the last four days. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to face the Cardinals either. But the postseason is a whole different ball game, Chris. Yep, the A's found that out after they had the 20-game winning streak, and then they lose in the first round in 2002. So you can be red hot, and it can change in a hurry in the postseason.
6: And you think about Seattle, just the vibe that they have. You can tell by their crowd. They're starting to get into it, right? The Seahawks took over the town with all the success with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. But you can tell now that people are starting to get fired up about Mariner baseball. As they're, they're, you know, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2001, for God's sakes.
7: And they haven't been in this situation. You know, I don't, I'm not exactly sure the last time it was that they even were playing meaningful games in the last weekend. it may have been 20 years ago. You know, Chris, I want to look that up and and just double check on it, but yeah, twenty years is a long drought. I think it took took time for their fans to adopt this club to kind of believe, you know, because it was supposed to be kind of a kind of a rebuilding year and maybe the swan song for some veterans like Seeger especially. But yeah, I mean, if you're a Mariner fan right now, you got to be loving this, and I'm sure they're going to have great crowds over the weekend for the Angels. And
8: by but the way, the other way, thing
7: is too, you've got. You know the Blue Jays and the There's four four teams for two spots right now in the American League. Yeah. So this is what you want when you have the wild card. You want this wild final weekend where you got these four clubs and they're all still very much alive.
6: You know, you said and we'll end on this. You said something in the broadcast that really I went wow when you talked about Safeco now T Mobile. I mean, that, that, park's, that park's been around since 1999. I yeah. was, I was yeah. floored by that when you said that.
7: Yeah, and it's a great place, too. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of games at the Kingdom. I did my first Major League telecast at the Kingdom in 1992. But, yeah, good riddance uh, for that. But, yeah, I mean, T-Mobile Park is one of the jewels of baseball. And, of course, it was, they were in full flower there when they had their great year in oh one. one and, you know, each year I arrived, and it was just uh, it was a party every night there.
6: Well, I'll tell you what. I think, hands down, best food in the business. That ballpark's <laughs> got so much. I mean, I, you know, I was there up there for, what, a three-game set. I was like, uh, I would love to be a season ticket holder here because all the different stuff that they have there, it's so dynamic. It's, uh, it's really unbelievable.
7: It's like the, like the Northwest itself. They've borrowed from the Northwest and a lot of the cuisine up there. And you could even uh, taste an ichi roll, yeah. <laughs> you know, If assuming they still have those in the concession stands there, Chris.
6: Well, yeah, you can have the crickets, the fries. But I mean, seriously, you can have dim. <laughs> right. One night you have dim sum, the next night you're having a lobster roll. I mean, they do it right up there. So, uh, all yeah, right, Ken, enjoy your day off tomorrow.
7: Thanks, buddy. You too.
6: The great Ken Korak, the voice of summer, the voice of your Oakland Athletics, Bay Area radio Hall of Famer. Three games left. That's it. And I don't want to say that I'm glad we're finally at this point. But in a way, I kind of am. You know, it's tough to, like, sell, hey, you're still in this when you're really not in it. It really is tough to sell. And now we know. Now it's over. Three more games, and then we'll be watching the playoffs, and it's football season. They're a good team but they just don't have it. Then I was wondering about what I was going to talk about tonight and watching them, like, Kelnick get the the last out. He's all fired up and they're all fired up. The Mariners have it. And this is a thing about pro sports, which is so special. And you can throw in college sports, whatever is when a team's got it. You can't prepare for that. You can't just say, I'm going to manufacture that. It just happens when a team has it. And right now, the Mariners are that team. I'm not going to be shocked if they make the postseason, and I won't be shocked if they make a deep run in the postseason because they got the it factor. And you know what the A's don't have? They don't have the it factor. You know what the A's are? They're a bunch of solo home runs. I mean, today's game said everything about this season. You scored two runs. You're down to your last breath. I think it was Matt Chapman who said, hey, we're still breathing. You're not breathing anymore. You were down to your last breath. And what did you do? You scored two runs off two solo home runs. That's where sometimes I look at it and I go, you know what? There's something about playing the game the right way, doing things the right way, and winning. And if you are built on a shaky bullpen, who I know at times they were good this year, but in the end they weren't. But if you're built on solo home runs and a shaky bullpen, you're not going to the playoffs. I don't need any special data for that. I didn't I, I don't need to go to an Ivy League school to figure that one out. The number is 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse show.
9: Oh, 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 O'Reilly! When you need auto parts, OReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh,
10: O'Reilly! Auto Parts!
6: This is A's Clubhouse. All right, before we get to your phone calls, I got to play this for you. The commander sent it to me, and I sent this to Robert Costa. Pedro Martinez. Pedro's one of the greatest pitchers of all time, Hall of Famer. I love him on MLB Network. I love it when he does the studio stuff for the postseason with TBS or TNT, whatever it is. Listen to what Pedro said tonight on MLB Network. This is hilarious.
3: He's never been called for a balk in his career, Luke Weaver.
6: Well, the umpires don't know about what they're doing. <laughs> Pedro.
3: Pedro. Pedro. I think we're on a delay. Fingers
6: crossed. We'll it'll, it'll clean that up for the rear. Um, that was a you know, Pedro dropped an s-bomb on live television tonight (laughs) the umpires don't know blank (laughs) so good it's cable anyway what are they stressing about it's cable you're not network television for god's sakes what is god mlb network is 729 729 on, on xfinity for us here in the bay area you're cable. You can curse on cable. I love how people flip out. Let's go to Gabe in Sacramento. Gabe, lead us off here on the A's Clubhouse show.
4: Hey, Tony. Uh, first off, thank you for taking my call. <clears throat> um, I have uh, – I just realized tonight, and this is, I think, really interesting and something that A's fans can still look forward to for the remainder of the season. If the Astros lose tomorrow – and the A's sweep the Astros like they just did in the last series against them, if the Mariners don't lose, correct me if I'm wrong, they would take the division on the last day of the season.
6: Wow, I hadn't even thought about that. So, okay,
4: so and, S- and how eerily similar, too, to 2012 when we had Sean Doolittle, and that happened, and Sean Doolittle is now on the Mariners. I mean, it just, it's it's, I realized it tonight towards the end of the game, and i thought how fitting and amazing would that be i think that that could be probably the a's best case scenario now at this at this point in the season
6: okay so what you're saying is astros lose tomorrow they go to 92 and 68 and then the a's sweep them and then seattle so, Seattle's at what? 89 and 70. So, 90-91 night. 90. Does Seattle have the tie I don't I, I have no idea. Do they have the so, tiebreaker against So, Seattle
4: them? has to sweep the Angels. And then okay, so I guess they would be But, no, but, but, I but guess they the, would be tied. So, they would go to a tiebreaker between yeah, so the two of them, who, right? Yeah. So, what would,
6: what would the tiebreaker? I I don't know. How did Seattle do? I I don't know how Houston Seattle did against each other this year.
4: Oh, okay. So it would go to head-to-head, head-to-head yeah. record. They wouldn't have a one-game uh, tiebreaker play.
6: Yeah. So
4: probably okay. I mean, it, well. it is.
6: It, I mean, it. Obviously, that is possible. So the 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 Angels have to lay down, and then the A's yep. gotta take it to the Houston Astros. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, so I, anytime you beat the Houston Astros, I'm in.
4: Exactly. Exactly. That's all I'm thinking. The the other thing that I wanted to say is there is a lot to look forward to next year. We're going to have an amazing rotation, hopefully with Bassett, Mania, Montas, Caprillion, maybe Irvin will get that fifth spot still. I think there's also a chance that we re-sign Rosenthal, probably cheaper, maybe put it on the credit card, you know, buy now, pay later. And we have him like we were supposed to this year. We'll still have our corners, Chapman, Olsen. A great player like Chapman usually doesn't have a bad year back-to-back. I think he has a, bat, a bounce back here. We're going to get Loreano back, and even though is going to be gone, maybe Pinder will get more playing time. Hopefully, Biscotti will be healthy. We'll need a DH. Maybe we bring in Chris Davis. Maybe he hits 40 home runs.
8: Uh,
10: so,
4: you know, I, I think know. there's still a lot to look forward to. We had some bad luck this year. You know, two-thirds of the home runs were solo. Maybe next year it's the opposite. So, you know, I think... And then meanwhile, Astros are going to be losing, you know, a lot of their key players possibly. Justin Verlander, Carlos Correa, Zach Granke, Yuli Gurriel. So I think there's a great chance we come in and just stomp on everybody in the division and, you know, maybe we win 100 games next year.
6: You are a glass-half-full guy. I love it.
4: (laughs) At this point, you know, that's all we can do, right? And then, like you said... Football's going. Raiders are 3-0, and so, you know, there, there's, uh, there's still some stuff to look forward to.
6: Oh, there's no doubt. Raiders beat the Chargers this weekend. It'll be wonderful. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah. So, you know, I'm done with Chris Davis. I don't mean to be a bad guy. I don't want to be a bad guy. I just, I'm done with that. I've seen enough. And he's just not the guy anymore. So Chris Davis coming back hitting forty home runs. I, I I don't know what happened to him. This was a guy that literally had the best off uh, opposite field power that I'd seen since Mike Piazza, and he hit so many. I mean, Chris Davis hit so many big home runs. Chris Davis hit home runs when it mattered, right? They either tied games, put the A's ahead. He wasn't the guy that's hitting a home run when you're down 8-1. He hit home runs when it mattered and just lost it. And I don't want to hear about the the wall in Pittsburgh. I checked with multiple people. They said, he's fine. He's healthy. He just lost it. Sometimes professional athletes, they just lose it. It's unfortunate. But they do. And you don't know why. You know, as guys get older, they lose their legs, they lose their eyesight. I mean, just things happen. And I don't know why, but Chris Davis, no, I'm I'm not bringing Chris Davis back. And the guy that's got to figure it out is the guy that's playing third base. Matt Chapman right now 0 for 3 tonight. Two more strikeouts. I mean, he's coming down to the wire. May strike out more than anybody in baseball. And that's tough to believe with Joey Gallo in the league. He's hitting 211, and he's got a 718 OPS. OPS, yeah. That's just, I mean, what are we talking about? And I know Matt. I love Matt Chapman. I love his spirit. I love his heart. I think he's a tough guy. But, man, you're in your prime. Think about that. You're in your prime. You're 28 years old. You're never going to be better than this. When you're 26, 27, 28, 29, this is the best you're ever going to be. We all know as men, as we get into our 30s, we don't get better. This is the best. And I want him to get paid. But, man, you're hitting 211 with a 718 OPS? The glove is great, but a lot of solo home runs, I, what does that mean? How valuable are you? If you just hit a bunch of solo home runs, that's not worth $200 million. Let's be honest. And some of these guys, you look, it's like, you know, There's a reason why this team fell short. And, yeah, the bullpen, definitely. Uh, The number is 833-625-2278. Your phone calls next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus plus a full bar pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to ChickenPieShopWC.com. That's ChickenPieShopWC.com.
0: In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central Time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. RingCentral is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's RingCentral time. For a free trial, visit
10: RingCentral.com. RingCentral, communicate, collaborate, connect. Whatever California families get into, they trust Honda Pilot to get after it. With all-wheel drive, Tons of cargo space, room for eight, and gas mileage so incredible, you can go from the Sierras to the surf on a single tank. And right now, get a family-friendly deal and get after it in a rugged Honda Pilot, CRV, or HRV. Visit your NorCal Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda.
11: Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply, requires Xfinity TV service with X1.
0: This is Ace Clubhouse.
6: All right, the commander, Commander Cody is weighed in. The best producer in the business. He says that he's researched it, and if there is a tie, If somehow, someway, the Astros don't win again and the Mariners win their three games against the Angels, there'll be a tie at the end of the year and they will play a game, a tiebreaker game. Winner becomes division champ, other team becomes wild card. If that happens. And then we were thinking about, you know, Ramon Laureano So it was like, you know, because we've kind of, like, moved on from that, right? I forgot, it was August 6th, so he's suspended for 80 games. He's going to miss the first couple months of next season. That's not going to be easy for the ball club. I think no question about it. Let's go to Coach. Coach, you are on the A's Clubhouse show.
1: Yeah, Tony, the microcosm, right? Uh, Except for the errors. We made those two errors. We we had pretty good fielding this year. Um, But boy, I mean, we're not going to make the playoffs, but we're really not that many games back. You know, it really was not a very good year for a lot of teams because you think of all those games that we've lost. I mean, (laughs) would have won a handful more be right in the playoffs.
6: Yeah, it's going to be, you know, probably next year, spring training will be really interesting to talk to players from multiple teams to say, what has this two years been like? You know, you have the pandemic, you only play 60 games, you come back, the pandemic hasn't gone away, and, you know you know, trying to get these guys all to get vaccinated and play a season like this, and there's been a ton of injuries. I think next year at spring training, I can't wait to talk to these players and say, what has this the last two years really been like for you?
1: Well, let me throw something at you that we've talked about a zillion times, but (laughs) I just, I really hope the A's will reevaluate the innings and pitch count and everything. I looked at Frankie. He did the 32 starts this year, which is really good. 187 innings. Adam Wainwright, 40 years old. 206 innings. I mean, the guy's 40 years old. I I just have a hard time believing Frankie Montas cannot have as much stamina as a 40-year-old pitcher. And boy, if he'd thrown... I mean, if he'd thrown 10 more innings, we might have even been in the playoffs. I mean, strategically played, it's just very odd, you know, the way that they've set up this season where he's going to come out and mow down for six innings and then you're going to bring in someone who's not very good. It's almost like if you're going to do that, then go with the opener system, you know, let the let someone else go out there and throw the first inning, you know, and, and then see what happens. So I, I hope they reevaluate that, Tony. What what are the odds of that, you think?
6: Well, I, I, I love that you bring that up. I love that, you know, because – I hear a lot of excuses in this game, and, you know, you think about it. You just brought up a guy that is not in his 30s. He actually turned 40 in August, I think. Adam Wainwright can go 200 innings at 40 years old, and he's going to be one of the only guys in baseball to do that at 40 years old? Yeah. And we got we got all these five innings, six innings, oh the guy's tired. I mean, Frankie Montas was tired after eighty seven pitches. Like, are you serious? A couple <laughs> starts ago? Adam Wainwright yeah. is forty and he's going over two hundred innings. I it, it, don't get me started. I mean they got you know what? If baseball if baseball wants to be relevant again. They've got to make the game more entertaining, like tonight. Yeah. I mean, I mean seriously. You look at today's game, a four to two game. Four to two was three hours and six minutes, and what did the A's do? The A's hit two solo two solo home runs. I mean, you really think yeah. that's entertaining? I mean, there that, were not many. <laughs> Go ahead, coach. Oh, I just didn't know. You're right. There were not many hits. Not many hits tonight, you know. No, they had five hits. They had five hits. They play a three-hour game with five hits. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, I, I mean, have you been to I mean, this is the thing that gets me about baseball people. It's like they're, they're clueless. Like, do you not see what the NFL does? Do you not see Steph Curry and Klay Thompson bombing threes? And there's excitement and there's all this stuff going on. You had five hits with two solo home runs. You really think that's entertaining for three hours and six minutes? No, it's not.
1: No, yeah, and it was the microcosm because teams that really throw strikes and uh, Seattle really just controls the fastball. I mean, they just throw the ball in the same spot all the time. You know, like once they find the player's weakness, they just keep going there, and it seems like we don't really adjust, and they don't walk people. So those games are going to look really bad. (laughs) It looks like we did did here. You know, they might – you know the the pitch to to Brown, you know that kind of went inside. But the the whole series, they're kind of throwing him that little tailing fastball going away, and he opens up. He's just going to miss it. And they they throw Chapman, uh, they're just they're going to throw him the high fastball till he hits it, and he hasn't hit it. So that's why he's you know missed so many. That's why he struck out so many times. Um, teams that can just control that the the, the fastball, you know, they're just going to put it right there.
6: Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would actually be very interested to see what our batting average is against fastballs, against the upper fastballs. Because clearly Matt Chapman struggles with that. I would be very, very interested. Thank you, Coach, for the phone call. You know, that's one of the things that I, I've liked about, what you know, watching Starling. Starling's ability to keep his hands inside the ball and go the other way. And he can get that base hit into right field. He can hit that. He can hit that ground ball, you know. Especially if you're going to shift him, you can hit that ground ball into right field. You know, Matt Chapman. I, you know, I don't have the I I don't have the numbers in front of me. I guess we could look it up, but you know, I I really wonder on on pitches that are 95 miles an hour or up, what does Matt Chapman hit? He struggles with the really good fastballs, and then you know, I think <laughs> Seth Brown. I mean, Seth Brown hitting 207. Hits, you know, hit his eighteenth home run, and you'd be like, hey, 18 home runs, but it's like, did you hit 207. Ugh. It's gotta get better. It's gonna be a very, very interesting offseason. The number's 833-625-2278. We're taking your phone calls next, right here on the A's Clubhouse Show.
0: In London, it's 10 P.M. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's five A.M. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's two P.M. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central Time.
12: At Lowe's, we believe fashion and function should live together, especially when it comes to flooring. That's why we put together a showroom with the top stylish brands like Bruce Hardwood, SmartCore Luxury Vinyl, and Satori Tile, all known for their reliable durability. See everything our showroom has in store for you. Order now and get it installed with help from Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. Install available in-store only and through independent contractors. See Lowe's.com for details and licensing. U.S. only.
7: The 0-1 pitch on the way. is Swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch. And the A's have tied it up on a ninth inning grand slam
10: by Stephen Piscotty. This is the A's Clubhouse Show.
6: You know, we were just talking about it off the air. It was on August 12th. The A's had a 62.5% chance to make the playoffs and now eliminated. Man, it happened fast. Let's go to Joe in Monterey. Joe, you're on the A's clubhouse show.
13: Hey, Tony. You know, I was going to say that. Yeah, if they're tied, there's going to be a one-game playoff. And then someone else brought that up, but I, I, you know, I think Seattle just knows that. You know what? Mark, I'm going to just throw fastballs. Logan Gibble's just throwing gas. And he goes, they can't hit it, so I'm going to just keep throwing gas. And, and and you feel like the the was it seven games that they that Seattle beat Oakland. In the last, in, in the last week and a half, in a five of the seven games, they scored two runs or less. And in the one of the games that they scored four runs, one of them was a three-run home in the first inning. I mean, they just they just knew how to pitch those guys. And and I love Chappie, but you know what? They just know that he can't hit a high fastball, so they're just going to throw it at him, and they're just going to throw it, and then he's going to strike out. It's 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 sad, but you know what though. Now we got to figure out what we're going to do for next year. I know that uh, they were talking about our, our rotation being the same next year as this year because everybody's uh, under contract and, and stuff like that. But we got to figure out uh, on hitting. What are we going to do? Who's going to be gone? Who's going to come back? And, uh, and go from there. I mean, it was a it was a frustrating, especially the way it started out. I mean, we had five good months and we had one crappy month. I mean, we had a we had a pretty good year, but it just didn't end the way we wanted it to. And like I say, how do you lose 12 games in a row to Seattle? I, I, that I can't figure. Oh, That's just, just you know, it's like, mind like blowing. They were, like they were saying last night, you know, if if they had gone five and five, they'd be the number one wild card team. And I mean, it's not like Seattle's got all this talent like the Giants, and they're going to win 100 games. They're just as talented as you are. That, but you know what that. They knew how to pitch us, and, and you realize that after seven games, we were four and three against them. When when we beat Flexton in, in, in Seattle, back, I can't even, was it July or August? Anyways, we were four and three against Seattle, and then we lost the last three games in Seattle. We came home. We lost two games in Oakland. We lost that four-game series last week, and then we lost three there. I mean, it's, it's just amazing how uh, – how Seattle, and it's just like the A's are just waiting for something to happen, just something to go bad. It's just they were just snake bits. Hey, I hey, mean, hey, and, hey, I'll
6: tell I'll tell you this, and I'm not going to say the guy's name because uh, I don't want to. You know, you know, people could put it out on Twitter and go after the guy, and I don't. But there is somebody who works around the Mariners who said to Cody, "I can't believe you guys keep losing to these guys." And that's someone who's around the Mariners. Like, this team isn't that good. Like, the A's have made the Mariners good. I mean, you think about it. I mean, the Mariners have won 12 straight games against the Oakland A's. 12 straight. The A's have made the Mariners in 2021. They've made them competitive. They've made them a potential playoff team. The A's. The A's have lost twelve straight. Like the A's have never lost well in Oakland. Have never lost twelve straight to anybody. How is this possible?
13: Yeah, yeah because you. What are they? Eighty nine. I think they're eighty nine and seventy. So, I mean, and and they're eleven games over five. I mean, they're a they're basically a six game over five hundred team. If, if it wasn't for us. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm like, like if, if they, you beat
6: them a couple more games, they're not even in this thing. Like let's just say you win. Let's just say you win. I don't know three more games against the Mariners. They're not even in the wild card race. They've been eliminated already. The A's yeah. have kept the Mariners in this race.
13: It's unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I just can't figure that out. I'm just glad we're getting out of Seattle and we're going to Houston. And you know, I'm I'm rooting for Houston tomorrow. I want them to beat Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay has nothing to play for. They clinched uh, the overall number one seed. And Houston, if they win tomorrow, they can clinch the the division. And so that way, when Oakland goes into into Houston on Friday, Houston may rest people. You know what? They may have they may be setting the rotation up for the playoffs. They won't have nothing to play for. And hopefully, we can win two out of three. But ah, uh, I don't know. It's just. <laughs>
6: it's sad <laughs> It's not easy, thank you Joe We appreciate it Let's pause for station identification right here On A's
10: Cast A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio And broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960 KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco
6: Let's go to Robert In Portland, I remember Robert You talked about how, what was it July was going to be a tough month
8: Yep County, yeah, hundred and nine. Bow lost a hundred and nine, and his all his years good, doing a great job managing the <laughs> A's. He's lost a hundred and nine. He's only one eighty-two against these guys. I told you earlier in the year. I don't know what it is. Every every manager has their team that they just can't. You know they, what can you say? The scouting report before the season on the Mariners what? They've got a bunch of guys who do one, maybe two things great, but they have a lot of parts missing to their game. That was the scouting report before the season on the Seattle roster. And they had the worst bullpen going last year in the major leagues. And look what they did. So that gives you some hope, Tony. Maybe uh, maybe Billy and uh, David can do what Seattle did and turn around the whole bullpen In one year, I mean, the the A's in the last month and a half have had the worst bullpen in all of baseball. So they've got to do the same correction that Seattle did last year after the COVID year uh, of having the worst bullpen. Now we can we're going to be having to do that because it was our bullpen that lost at least nine of these twelve games that you say we lost straight to them, and so that's a that's something we got to do. We got to correct that bullpen. And of course, we gotta, yeah, you know, get, get a couple guys. The Cardinals, for instance, here's how they did it: they've won 17 games in a row. Arenado and Goldschmidt Goldsmith have both tore up, tore up the National League. Both of them this month. Their numbers are astronomical, and that's two guys that make how much money? County a lot. A lot. <laughs> That's how you correct uh you know, that's how the Cardinals do it and of course we both know why. They they fill their stadium. They had their stadium filled during that whole run of seventeen games. They were they were going nowhere when we were sixty four percent to make the playoffs. They were about what, twenty percent? They run seventeen in a row and they're in the playoffs and I and I'm gonna say something. They're gonna they might just beat Scherzer or whoever's gonna be pitching, uh Tuesday.
6: Yeah, they're tough. There's no question about it. And they're red hot. And, you know, the thing that kind of scares me about baseball right now is we're talking about bullpens. And bullpens bullpens are not exciting. Bullpens don't sell tickets. Bullpens don't get television ratings. Bullpen doesn't get radio ratings. And if that is where our sport is going – it's going away from the stars, and the most important thing is we're talking about bullpens because starters don't give you innings. you got to cover way more innings than ever before with bullpens. That scares me for the future of Major League Baseball when you're telling me, you know, the number one thing we got to do is we got to fix the bullpen, and we gotta, we got to have these bullpens and every night we're going to have four or five guys out there. I mean, if if that is if that is the future of the game, that is not good.
8: Well, playing Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was in a in a division that, they, you know, you can't spend the kind of money that those teams do up north. So what did they do? Baltimore kept doing it the old way of just trying to blow things up and trying to rebuild. They blew up their team, and – Tampa Bay said, "Wait a minute! We got to figure something out. We got to get all these young guys that we get every year, and we got to stop. We got to stop finishing last all the time." And they, they, you know, they bought. What's his face? He's down there running the Dodgers now. Uh He, he, I can't remember his name. You know, the guy who's president of the Dodgers. Anyway, he was running Tampa Bay, and he changed the whole thing. And he, he, he created this monster of using you know, relievers from the get-go. And he didn't just start in the seventh inning, eighth inning, ninth inning. He started in the sixth, fifth backwards. And, well, it, it's
6: I, worked and, and, and it's one of those deals where you said, okay, Andrew Friedman is who you're talking about. Uh, yeah,
8: thank you very much.
6: You, you, you give a guy like that who's really smart, and you give him the money, what can he really do? But that's the thing. It's like how your sport is played – I don't know what – I mean, this is all the way above my pay grade, but if we're now going to go into every season and we're now like, well, starters don't go 200 innings, uh, we're never we're never going to have a starter win 200 games again, and it's now a bunch of it's, – it's just about these bullpens, that's really not the smartest way to do business.
8: But it's so hard to find starters. Look at how hard it is. How many great starters are there, you know, in baseball? Not a lot. I mean – it's so. And you were a pitcher for crying out loud. And you you didn't start. Yeah. Hey, and,
6: and I was a bullpen guy. I know what it is to be a bullpen guy. And so that's when I talk about bullpens. I that's what I did. So I understand. Like no one cares about the guy who's coming out that you really don't know. I mean. The game needs to be about the stars. The stars need to be the guys that are winning the games. Like, it's like funny. It's like you think about Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, and what are we talking about going into this postseason? Who's got the best bullpen? That's not, that's not good.
8: Yeah, but it cost uh, the, the Tampa Bay from winning a World Series. They dumbly took Snell out, who was rolling. They took him out because they always did, the fifth or sixth inning. He was rolling. Had no. He had no hitter going, and they took him out. And what happened? It, their bullpen for, for the first time backfired and cost them the title. And the Dodgers pulled that game out. So it doesn't always work, and it might backfire on Tampa Bay again when they play the Yankees in a couple days. The Yankees, you know, the Yankees win their uh, uh, wild card game. I just think. I just think. Uh, I I want to see Tampa Bay model get blown up this this playoff I, I mean most guys pull for the underdog they'll be pulling for him I'm not I want to see <laughs> them get annihilated but we have to find a bullpen you and I know it. we got it we got it I mean when we had Trinan and Trevino both rolling we had something and then of course that all went away the following season after they did a hell of a job uh, after you know Hendricks got blown up in the first inning against the Yankees when we you know we had we didn't have a starter to use in that playoff game against the Yankees in New York and we you know we, we saw what Hendricks did but since since he did that you know that guy during that offseason recreated himself started throwing nothing but gas remember when he got you interviewed him he he changed his approach and he started throwing gas and look where he is now making a hell of a lot of money in Chicago and he'll be pitching against Houston in a couple days yeah. in the playoffs.
6: No doubt about it. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, that's – Liam Hendricks went back to A and said, you know what, I'm going to get back to long toss, and I'm going to do it my way, and I'm either going to succeed or fail doing it my way. And he went back – and by the way, his wife, Liam Hendricks' wife is like – The perfect wife you want as a professional athlete. She literally calls him out. Like, told him, stop being soft. Like, he needed that. He needed his wife to go, hey, buddy, go out there and strike people out and throw hard and and get after it. And stop being soft. And stop feeling sorry for yourself. I can guarantee you, Liam Hendricks is where he is right now. No question. No question because of who he is, and I love the guy, but also his wife. She's been a big part of his career. Let's go to Greg and Slow. Greg, you're on the A's Clubhouse show.
3: Tony, I don't know, brother. I've had a, uh, I've enjoyed the last couple nights just talking sports with you, but tonight I'm a little more irritated, and I think we're just going to stick to uh, pathetic A's baseball with some of my takes. How are you doing up there?
6: Uh, it's over, Greg. We got a day off tomorrow, which I'm going to sleep in. I may go hit some golf balls and then, uh, three more games left. And, uh, that's it. Then it's all about San Jose state Spartan football and Raider football.
13: <laughs> you saying
3: it's over, Greg just sounded like bitter bill. That's that's how much that slapped me right in the face. Greg. I got to go to Modesto
6: yeah. and buy that guy a steak dinner. How terrible <laughs> is that?
3: That's the only thing that's bringing a smile to my face right now. Cause that's kind of funny, but <laughs> Oh man. It's, you know, the, some of the things we get ourselves into, right? Townie, that's, that's now the, you know, that's how the, the gambling game works some of the betting
6: game works sometimes, but it's yeah. Uh, hey, by the way, when I made that bet, the A's had a really good chance of making the postseason. Yeah. <laughs>
3: right, I thought you were sitting pretty brother. I really Seriously. did. I, was, I,
6: I had your back. I, I thought, uh,
3: I thought, I thought bitter was going to be making the drive to San Jose, but man, how the tide turned And it. And like you said, it turned quickly. I mean, it's, you know, I know the the, the bullpen's a, a hot topic of conversation and and it, and it needs to be addressed. I don't think that's up for debate, but you know what, Tony, the, the more you kind of think about it, and I've mentioned this a couple of times about, you know, the team hitting its ceiling and we like to talk about the fact that they've won 90 games the last couple of years and they've made the playoffs, but you know what, Tony, this team is not the same. This is not the same team going back a couple of years ago. And you know what the number one missing thing is, and, and I didn't. You know when the deal didn't get done and he went as you know he went north to Toronto. I didn't think it, we were going to miss him that much. Marcus Simeon is just, I mean, what a year he's having! He he broke the record tonight for home runs for a second baseman. I, I didn't know how much we were going to miss him, and, and and now it makes sense. We we should not have even been expected to make the playoffs this year when you lose a guy. Like Marcus Simeon, he basically would have been the best player on the team this year. I think Matt Olson's right there, but I still think Marcus had a better year. And when you lose the best player on your team, not to mention, you know, a closer that racked a bunch of saves, I, I'm not as mad about Hendricks because you know he broke the bank. So I'm not as I'm not real mad at the A's for not re-signing Hendricks. I think that would have been tough, and I think there's a lot of teams that wouldn't have gave Hendricks that kind of money. Correct. But when you miss him and you miss a guy like Marcus Simeon, I mean. This is not the same team. This team is not as good. It's, that's just a fact. I mean, anyone that wants, to be, wants me to debate that, go look at Marcus Simeon's numbers and look at Elvis Andrews' numbers. They are night and day dictionary definition of it. So that, that's just the facts. And, and, and like I said, going forward, I mean, we can harp on the bullpen. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm the first guy to talk about how they were fool's gold three months ago, and that ended up being true. But there's a lot of problems with this team, Townie. We don't hit. We don't hit with runners in scoring position. We get too many solo home runs. We strike out. I mean, remember the, remember the topic of conversation a couple years ago about Matt Chapman and Nelson Arenado, or not Nelson. Sorry. Uh, uh, Nolan Arenado. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so mad. I can't even get his name right. That <laughs> debate is over. I, I mean, I, I, am I'm, I'm so upset that debate is over. I mean, give me Bregman, give me Machado, you know, I mean, heck give me Kyle Seager. I mean, I will take a lot of third basemen over Matt Chapman. You know, the debate with him against there, and I, I know his, defensively he's better than all those guys. I'm not going to argue that. But there's more to the game than defense. And that's what ticks me off about tonight, Townie. The, we, the one thing we did well all year was play defense. And look how we kicked it around tonight. Look, we look like clowns out there tonight, kicking the ball over the place. I mean, there's a saying that, that we have here on the Central Coast, and it's a kind of a sports saying, don't go out like suckers. And the A's right now, they're going out like suckers, and and it's and it's really it's really hard to it's really hard to watch. I was watching that game, and it was you know seeing those Seattle fans go crazy, and I listened to Seattle broadcast, and God bless them, they're all fired up. But I am literally chomping at the bit, so upset because that should be us. There should be all these fans rocking in Oakland, and you know we, we should hear Kenny Corak fired up, getting ready for the playoffs. So to hear that, it just tonight for some reason, it just really. You know, the fact that we were officially eliminated tonight probably had something to do with it, but it really slapped me in the face tonight, townian And I don't want to see Sergio Romo in an age uniform next year. If I see that guy in an A's uniform next year, I might just, you know, jump off the cliff in spring training. That guy is done. He needs to hang it up. Um, I mean, we talk about a fall from grace. Jake Diekman was phenomenal with the A's last year. I think he gave up no earned runs in the 60 game season and look how full, look how far he's fallen. I mean, Oh, Tony! There's so much blame to go around, and <laughs>
6: it is what it is. it is. It help, help me, brother. Well, help I'll me. tell you the thing that I thought about tonight watching the Seattle fans, and I'm thinking like when the A's were taking on the Mariners, and we had like 3,800 people in the stands, and I'm looking well, at what well. they're doing. It's just it's it's just night and day, and uh, you know I I I don't know what happened to this team. I think it's going to be really interesting. The guys that, and, and thank you, Greg, for the phone call. The reality is, there's always change in baseball. Every team, guys come and go. No one, no, no one sticks around for their entire career. That just doesn't, just doesn't happen anymore. There may be some. I mean, you might see Trout do it. You might see Fernando Tatis Jr. do it. You might see some guys, but, you know, for the most part, those guys that had these careers, whether it's like Derek Jeter or you look at, you know, Cal Ripken Jr. or George Brett or Tony Gwynn or these guys that stayed with the same franchise for 20-something years, just doesn't really happen. I mean, for God's sakes, Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. <laughs> Sports has changed so much. So there's going to be change. There, 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 it's inevitable. But what's this front office going to do? And building these bullpens, it is just, man, year to year, you just don't know. I think I was having this conversation. It was either with Ken Korak or Vince Catronio, where we're talking about, you know, if you got a guy that's like Mariano Rivera, or Raleigh Fingers, or Dennis Eckersley, or Trevor Hoffman, you know, the career closer who just is automatic year after year. There's not a lot of guys like that. And every one of those guys I just mentioned, by the way, is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's tough to find that lockdown guy that you know is money in the bank and is going to have hundreds and hundreds of saves for you. It's hard to find that guy. It really, really is. And then, you know, all the other guys, you're now asking, and I haven't looked at the numbers, but I know in 2000, uh, yeah, 2019 was the most innings the bullpen in baseball had ever pitched. It goes up every year. And I'm, I, I'm probably not going out on a limb here. I bet after we look at this season, this will be the most innings ever pitched by bullpens. Is there enough good arms? And my God, they want to expand to 32 teams. Is there enough legit guys to go out and cover all these outs? And at what point are teams going to realize, you know what? I got to stop babying these guys in the minor leagues, and I got to get them ready. You know, I, I I keep going back to that San Jose Giant stockton port game that I went to where you got this left-hander out there, no clue what his name is. He was rolling. They took him out in the fourth inning because they're babying him. You realize, I want everybody out here, to. I, I want you to understand this, that guys in college – pitch more innings than guys in major league baseball on a consistent basis. If you're an ace, a Friday night guy, you're not coming out in the fifth inning. Go look at the Van the Vanderbilt pitchers. Go look at Al Leiter's kid. You think he was coming out in the sixth inning? Now obviously they don't they don't pitch as much as big league pitchers but these amateurs in college will give you more volume than these guys in the big leagues. We are in this strange, we're in this strange world right now where we want to take our best players and limit their action. We don't want them to play that much. So we're going to take a top prospect in the minor leagues and we're going to Jesus Lazardo. Jesus Azardo never even pitched into the sixth inning. Are you kidding me? What are we saving everybody for? I don't get it. I don't know of any other sport that does what baseball does. And I've asked multiple orthopedic surgeons, is there any proof? Is there any science? What are these front offices using as science to say that I can't have this kid go seven innings every five days? There's no science to back it up. You think you you think top prospects in minor leagues are going seven innings? Nope. Where's the science? Where, where where's the proof? It's unbelievable. Baseball really is the only sport that we see that we limit guys' playing time. I always laugh. Like, you draft Peyton Manning, number one, you don't think Peyton Manning's taking every snap? (laughs) You draft Michael Jordan, you don't think he's playing every... You don't think he's playing 40 minutes? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to play. We're going to play Michael 15 minutes a night because he's just out of college. Yeah, you don't think Larry Bird played every game? And played 40 something minutes? Are you kidding me? We're the only sport that drafts people and then we limit how much they play. It's crazy. The number is 833 625 2278. Your phone calls next, right here on the A's Clubhouse show.
4: Some things just go together peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente.
5: for all your building and remodeling needs. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located
3: just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California.
14: Hey, A's fans. Want to get away? Southwest Airlines has you covered. Southwest Airlines offers direct flights from Oakland to Hawaii, where you can catch some rays, ride the waves, or relax on the beach. Not a Rapid Rewards member? Sign up for free today to earn points when you fly. Learn more at southwest.com. Southwest Airlines, an official partner of the Open Days.
10: California road trips are epic, and Northern California families count on Honda to explore every mile. With Honda sensing safety features, legendary dependability, and gas mileage so amazing you can see most of the California coast on a single tank. And right now, get epic deals on Honda Civic, Accord, and more. Visit your NorCal Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda.
12: Get stylish, durable flooring for your home that will last a lifetime and get it installed with help from Lowe's. Get Stainmaster Pet Protect carpet starting at just $199 per square foot and Pergo Wet Protect laminate starting at $249 per square foot. Both with limited lifetime warranties. Order now, only at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. Install available in-store only and through independent contractors. See Lowe's.com for details and licensing. U.S. only. See Lowe's.com product detail page for more warranty information.
10: Sunday!
2: It's
12: the savings event of the season. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extravaganza Saveathon.
2: Your chance to save big by bundling your home and auto insurance. But only this Sunday. 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 Unless you're busy, in which case you can bundle Tuesday. 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 Or if you already have dinner plans, then try Friday. 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 But if the week gets away from you, you can just wait till next Sunday. 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 Because Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Festa
14: Saveathon isn't going anywhere. Anywhere.
11: Anywhere. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
7: Second rider comes set. Here's the pitch swung on and popped up. Left center field, playable medium left center. Kelnick is there. He makes the catch. Well, that seals the A's fate as far as the postseason is concerned. And it keeps the Mariners very much alive. They're just a half game back of the second wild card. And the Athletics, any hopes they had were dashed tonight and officially eliminated from postseason possibilities on this Wednesday. The 29th of September in game number 159. Final score, the Mariners 4 and the A's 2. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
6: Let's go to Eddie in Lodi. Eddie, you are on the A's Clubhouse Show.
15: Hey, Chris, I heard you guys play that uh, Pedro Martinez clip in the beginning of the show, man. That was funny, but I think you guys should have played a different one regarding us losing 12 games straight to the Mariners, and that's uh, the who's-your-daddy clip <laughs> when the Yankees were cheering um, when when he pitched on, on the Red Sox because that, that's how the Mariners have been treating us this year. It, it's it's crazy, man. Um, you know, like nine of those games, the last uh, the little two-game series, the four-game one in Oakland, and then this one, were all games that you needed, you know, and the A's just – we're lifeless in all of them, and um, I think this is the first year. You know, a lot of people have already called and kind of touched on some things I wanted to say, but I think this is the first off season, in, in and in a little bit, where I'm kind of looking forward to see what uh, what the front office is going to do. Like I, I'm kind of welcoming some a lot of turnover and and some changes, and I think we need some fresh faces. Um, I'm just you know usually fans want to see people stay and they want to keep people intact. And I think at least for me, man, this year, I, I, I kind of want to see some new blood in there, man. And, and kind of get, see, see what we can, uh, you know, see what Billy and the guys can do. Um, I don't, I don't know. And uh, a couple guys have talked about Chapman man. I, I mean, you're in rare, you, you UK over 200 times in a season. I mean, you're, you're in rare air, man. You're making, he's making A's history you know and i nobody's going to deny the the defense or his glove but i mean what if he comes out next season in that first half leading up to the all-star break if he's if he's hit at the you know hitting like this i mean at what point h- h- how much of a leash do you give him as far as seeing offensive production before you're like hey man this just isn't working out anymore you know what i mean
6: yeah I, I, I'm with you. It's 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 really disturbing. And you're looking at a pro athlete that's in their prime who, if you believe the rumors, has turned down a lot of money, and you turn down a lot of money from an organization, and you turn around and set the record for most strikeouts, and you hit 211, and you're turning down a lot of money? I mean, it... it, it It gets to a point to, and I know, and it drives me nuts because A's fans will call me up. Oh, we got to sign this guy. We got to sign. You know, there's a lot of guys that you've been very lucky that you didn't ink up long-term, and I'm not sure on Matt Chapman. I mean, you can talk about the hip, and you can talk about the surgery, and it takes a long time. He's 20. These are the best years of his career because after this, You know, after next season, he's now going into his 30s. So it's like, man, I mean, everybody wanted to to write a blank check to Matt Chapman, and he followed that up with over 200 strikeouts and a 211 batting average and a bunch of solo home runs. I'm not so sure about it anymore.
15: I'm not either, man. I mean, you know, and anytime you're dealing with professional sports, it's what have you done for me lately? You know, and Matt Chapman... His defense is excellent, but, you know, if he comes out the gate and he's he comes out the block slow, I, I think these conversations are going to start getting a little bit more prevalent and serious, you let know, me, um, let, let, and, let me, and rightfully so.
6: Let me ask you this
15: question. What do you think he's worth now? Oh, my gosh. what do they? What was the rumor of what they offered him?
6: I've heard a bunch of different numbers. I've got nothing confirmed. I actually had a conversation with him off the air, kind of an off-the-record conversation. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I've just i heard anywhere I, it was over. I'll just say this. I heard it was over $100 million, but I don't know. I can't say for sure. I can't go on record on that. It's just rumors. But what do you think a, a great fielding third baseman who's got some pop but strikes out over 200 times and it's 211, what is he worth?
15: I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't even be thinking about a long-term deal. I'm not trying to lock somebody up like that for more than two years.
6: And think about it, he's you know, not a free my, agent. In my, in my opinion. He's not a free agent until 2024 either. So you still have him under control. You don't have to pay him.
15: Right. I I, I don't know. I mean, I think you, you kind of got to give him – at least the the first half of next season, but if it's if it's looking like this man i mean you you brought up Seth brown earlier if if Seth Brown gets as many a b's as Matt Chapman this year, does he hit twenty eight bombs uh, maybe you know and, and their averages aren't that far apart i mean Matt Chapman is potentially going to be hitting what Seth Brown hits this season it, mind blowing mind blowing but i'm I'm not locking anybody. I'm not locking, locking Matt Chapman up for anything longer than, you know, I, two years, man. I, I know he's under our control, but, man, it's, I'm, I'm very curious how he's going to come out next season. And I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him because, I mean, he, he's got to know that too.
6: Yes, you are correct. I think, once again, I'm not on record on anything. I don't know. I mean, that's basically between the front office, Scott Boris, and Matt Chapman. I don't know what has been offered. I don't even know if they've offered anything. Who knows? But if Matt Chapman turned down, or if Scott Boris turned down a lot of money, Matt Chapman, I yeah, you mentioned it, there's a lot of pressure there. Like, there's a ton of pressure to perform, to try and, you know, if you want to be a $200 million guy, like, there's a lot, you know, because – Matt Chapman, I know, views himself as a special player. And if you want to make that kind of money and you, you turn down an offer, that was incredible because that's why whenever these guys, a lot of these guys, whenever, whenever a team's going to offer you generational wealth, you sign it right away and say, I'm in. But if you turn down something like that and then you turn around and hit 211 with 200 strikeouts – yeah, next year is going to be really interesting for Matt Chapman cuz Matt Chapman knows yep. I'm now 29 years old. And he's going to know that you're running out of time cuz baseball's not paying guys in their 30s anymore. Those days are over. So, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a high-pressure year for him cuz cuz going into next year, we're not going to be talking about the hip anymore. The hip excuse will be over.
15: Yeah, that's that's out the window, man. And if he legit turned that down, he bet on himself, and it didn't it it didn't work out this year. So it's all right everything's riding on next year for him, you know. If if he wants that big payday, because if he, yeah, man, I, I'm very curious how he's gonna look next year. And I, I, you know, as a fan, I hope he turns it around. Oh you know, no I'm doubt. Not, I'm not wishing I'm not wishing ill on anybody, but I mean, what he put out there this year, man, I jeez. Hard to watch. Hard to watch yeah. up the yeah. dish, man.
6: Thank you Thank you for the phone call. I love Matt Chapman. Once again, I love his spirit. I love his heart. I think he's a leader. He's a natural-born leader. But hasn't been a great year. And I keep thinking maybe I'm overthinking it. That's a possibility. And the only reason why I bring it up is because I got to see the guy play. But Zach Geloff, who was in low A for Stockton, who was a second-round pick out of college, University of Virginia, they moved him to AAA. From low A, because remember, everybody's not playing anymore except AAA. They want him to get more at-bats. But why would you move a guy from low A to triple A? Because wouldn't you be kind of scared that he could go there and they'd just eat his lunch? And that'd be bad for him? I think there's a reason. I haven't talked to anybody. Once again, I have no idea. But why would you take a guy from low A and put him in triple A? He's a second-round pick. He's one of your top prospects. College guys don't take a lot of time in the minor leagues. Right? They come out of college. It's, it's you know, you got to get them X amount of at-bats, and boom. If they're legit, you put them in the big leagues. Why would you move a guy from low A, not to high A, not to double A, you just send him to triple A? Now, you could tell me to my face, well, we just want to get him at bats. Oh, okay. But what happens, like what's happening right now, first couple games he's hit. What happens if you have this third baseman that you believe in and you took in the second round, and a lot of people thought he should have been a first-rounder, and he hits at AAA? There's nowhere else to put him after that except the big leagues if you're gambling and you want to see how this guy does I mean, what are you gonna do with him next year if he hits and you got a couple more you know you got a couple days left and he goes to spring training and rakes what are you going to do you you're, you're gonna send him to double a it's interesting this is Zach eloff kid and Matt Chapman I think is a dynamic we're going to be talking about this off season, Let's go to Rob in San Jose. Rob, you're on the A's Clubhouse show.
13: Hey, Aaron.
16: Uh Just, I uh, am improving. I want, uh, I guess I'm going to go to the wish list tonight. Uh, we need some stoppers. You know, it's just not enough. I think it might help the inertia of the team. It might give them a little chance to try to not choke so much. I mean, in the office, it's not. It's not going to, you know, they want to look like a crutch. I mean, like, you know, Greg says, we're not scoring. It's just apparent you should have that gear by now. I mean, the the organization's known it for a while. It's actually pretty irritating. But, I mean, I really want him to go out and get some pitching. I mean, I know, like, it's a struggle. But, I mean, it's – wouldn't you like to have a lot more pitchers? I mean, the Mariners pitch is pretty darn impressive. I'm a seawall guy. That's like the ninja team right now. And actually, my horse in the race is going to be the Mariners as much as I hate them because I don't like the Yankees. Yeah, I'm not a Red Sox fan, and uh, I think the Blue Jays are done. And I would love to see these little snipers come up and play the brand of baseball they are and, and take on the National League. And, uh, you know, I mean, it is the playoffs, and so I guess I'm going to root for somebody. I mean, Hanager's in there, and and uh, they played well. They got my respect, too. And I, I think Scott Service too. He does he pulls no punches. Like the way he manages. I mean, I wish, you know, Melvin was just a little bit meaner like him. I wish Melvin was a little meaner like a lot of guys out there. You gotta play a little more, you know. That's so nice, you know, and like you know, I I hated what we did like those ten games. Bad tournament management. I'm with you, I'm gonna repeat it. Next year, if you say it's early, if I hear that it's early, I'm gonna puke. I'm still around, but I'm going to make it. But I'm literally – I hate that, and I know I'm preaching the choir, but I actually love it when you say it and you go on your diatribe with it. It's awesome. So if you want to entertain us with that, and, you know, I love it when you go out because you can do this spin on it any time. So, uh, well, yeah, you you you, yeah, you,
6: know, you know how I feel. It's like all, all these people that have – so baseball has – you know, I wish people that work in baseball would work in other sports so they would understand They would understand how pro sports works beyond baseball because they get into these cliches and they get into these things. Oh, it's early. It's early. Well, let's be honest. If you didn't punt the first week of the season, the way you got beat up by the Astros and the Dodgers, the A's would still be in this thing. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you've got to realize every one of these games matters. And have you noticed baseball people, too? And I'm a baseball person, but do you notice how they're so resigned to to failure in the end? They're like, well, you know, you just came up short. Well, why weren't we talking about this in May? Why weren't we talking about this in June, July, August, August? All of those games count as much as the games do now, and the fact that there were points in the season that you stunk and you were terrible led to where we are now,
16: being eliminated. Well, I mean, our bullpen is—they've had their moments, but you know, as you know, they're not the best. It's a pennant—I think it's a pennant race from the beginning of the season. I mean, you just don't put your not best guy out there to solidify a game. I, I don't care about giving somebody time to correct themselves. This is the side games for that, you know, and that really got me this year. They were going for these moral like victories. With these other guys who are like, you know, can't stop walking a guy of two outs and not just nail down some games. Cause you know what I told you, and I'm going to say it again. And I, I mean, I'm pressing creates pressure, like all sorts of injuries and it creates emotional Stress, you know, like the Harry You're exactly right. You just can't pull the Harry do anything. You got to be practical. And I, I mean, it really comes down to like, you know, you were compromised bullpen, but for God's sake, put the better guys out there. Win the damn game. Who cares about a couple of extra games for uh, whoever, you know? Win the game, or else you're going to be behind the eight ball. And you start getting little, little paranoid because this is an emotional game. And, I mean, emotionally, you start pressing, and he starts, you know, making mistakes. And, I mean, it's kind of – these. this dynamic of the game is super important to worry about tournament management. Uh, it's bad that it has because winning is contagious. It really is. Maybe the A's would have done better if they weren't throwing away, throwing away games. I mean, it's good what it would have, should have. But I think that it kind of played into their, their, you know, their kids. They're over there playing with iPads, and, you know, it's a different world now. You know, smiling. You know, the more relaxed. But I mean, it just seems like emotionally. I mean, any any generation could have been soft. But I'm gonna press this generation. I, I mean, I've seen. You know,
6: <laughs> I all you right, know, I Rob. I th- all- th- th- thank you for the phone call. I did see, and this was not a great look. And I'm just gonna be totally honest. I did see, the camera panned to the dugout, and you saw a couple guys smiling at the end of the game, right before the final out. And you're like, man, really? It's not a good look. It's just not. These guys are human. I get it. But that is, and what Rob is talking about, and I talk about it every year. The games at the beginning of the year count the exact same at the end of the year. And for some reason, baseball people don't want to accept that. Oh, it's the start of the year. Everything's fine. No, it's not fine. You need to win, and you need to win now. That's how sports works. Every game. Every game that's why i l lo- that's why you know what I love the New York media. I love the uh Boston media. they hold these guys accountable for every game. I'll never forget I don't remember what year it was they the Red Sox came to town, big Poppy was on the team, he was calling out the media, they got off to a bad start, they were flipping out, yeah. You should. You get paid to win. You don't get paid to lose. You get paid to win. And if you're not winning in August and you're not winning in May, why do I think you're going to win if you're not w- April and May, you can't win then. Why do I think you're going to win in August and September and October? What? Are you serious? It drives me nuts. Think about the A's start of the season. Can you imagine if they split with the Astros and split with the Dodgers where they would be? Just think about They lost 12 straight games to the Seattle Mariners. Let's just say they split those last 12. So that's 86, 87, 88. 89, 90, 91 wins. Guess what? The A's would be the top wild card team. These 12 games that they lost to the Mariners, if they just split that and went 500 against them, they're the number one wild card team. Every single game you go out there, it matters, man. And the commander, Commander Cody, had this great stat today, which is really, oh, my God. You realize that the A's have lost 12 games this year where they had a three or more run lead? 12? 12 games. How is that possible? You've lost 12 games where you had a three or more run lead. The only team worse than you was the Washington Nationals, and boy, winning, win, you know, winning in the final month—what that does for you. The Mariners are 18 and 8 in September. The Mariners are 33 and 18 in one-run games. That's the stuff A's used to do. Not this group, and it's been tough to watch. It really, really. Has been tough to watch. Let's hear from Bob Melvin with the media after this game. Start with Matt Kelihar.
17: Hi, Bob. Um, the loss tonight I think mathematically eliminates you guys from the postseason contention. Um, just knowing that that's final now, uh, what's just sort of the level of, of kind of disappointment over the course of the season? A
2: very. I mean, we expected to go to the postseason this year. We had our opportunities, and here down the stretch, we didn't play well enough to get there. So guys
17: are very disappointed. Is there anything, uh, I guess, specific to to point to? to, um, You guys were in a good position for a lot of the season. Um, Is there anything specific maybe over the last month or six weeks or so?
2: I think we were a little too streaky over the course of the season. You know, we'd win a few in a row, and then we'd we'd go on some losing streaks like, you know, we won three in a row and we come in here and lose three in a row. So I think consistency was uh, our biggest issue this year. You know, start off six in a row losing, get a 13 game win streak. Uh, We were just a little too up and down.
16: Martin Gallegos. Hey, Bob. Um, I'm sure right now accomplishments, personal accomplishments don't you know mean a whole lot, but Frankie did uh, record 207 strikeouts for the year, second most in A's history. What can you say just about what he did tonight and what he's given you all year? Yeah, he was great. I mean, gets his ERA
2: down to 3-3, um, you know, gives us six solid again today and probably had a chance to go out to the seventh if we didn't, you know, for the seventh if we didn't, uh, you know, give him give us some free base runners in the, in the sixth. Let's go back to Matt.
17: Yeah, so was it just a little unusual, I guess, to see
2: the, the defensive play there in the sixth for you guys? Yeah, it was, but, but you know, it kind of goes to with the theme where, you know, we we just were spotty, and, you know, in a game like this and close games like that, you can't make errors, um, you know, let alone give multiple base runners. You had a chance to get out of that inning with, you know, eighty, probably 82, 83 pitches, so... You know, there, there, we've we've made some mistakes in key
12: situations. Tonight was one of those. Manolo, uh, Bob uh, uh, Montas as well as anybody in American League. The last two months of the season, do you think he deserves to be a consideration, at least to be a finalist for the Cy Young Award?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I haven't looked at all the numbers, but three three ERA, the strikeouts that he had, you know, where he came from. You know what? Two months into the season, till now, it's pretty remarkable. A uh, little better start, maybe uh, I, I would say. But I don't. I don't know what everybody else's are. I know he was. He was fantastic for us. Let's finish up with Jess Kleinschmidt.
14: Hey Bob. Um, you said the um, there's a lot of feeling of disappointment going on. But just as, as you, as a leader, you know, having to kind of look at the guys, knowing that they're feeling the same way. Just how how can you kind of describe seeing? how these guys are acting right now after that loss?
2: Well, we're, you know, we expect to go to the postseason. We did it at the beginning of the season. We have the last three years. Uh, we were in a position at one point in time, two, and we didn't close it out down the stretch. So it's very disappointing when you have high expectations and you expect to go to the postseason, you have a history of doing it. Uh, you know, it's one thing to come out of a pack and, you know, play like the Mariners are right now. But for a team that, you know, has a history going to the postseason. It's, it's extremely disappointing because our, you know, our, we had high goals and high expectations.
6: Yeah, no doubt about it. We all expected them. I mean, August twelfth, they had a sixty-two point five percent chance to go to the playoffs. We thought they were going to the playoffs, and now you're going home. Let's go to EJ in Oakland. EJ, you are on the A's Clubhouse Show.
9: Tony, thanks for taking my call, bro. Um, Such a a disappointing season. Um, And, and, you know, at this point, I I really don't want this core back next year. I I, I love them. I have fond memories of of them, as I do the early 2000s teams, the uh, 2013-14 teams, um, you know, just with with our financial constraints, like – we couldn't get it done, uh, but I'm really going to appreciate the, the heart that, that this this group showed over the last couple of years. Um, you know I'll, that starting with the run up to make that that first wild card game in, in New York City. Um, uh, but I just think like they they showed this year they couldn't get it done, um, and you know for whatever reason we we could pick at it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we need some change. God, I hope, uh, Melvin and, and Billy don't go to the Mets. That would be the oh, worst. God, uh,
6: that would be awful.
9: Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so, but like, if anything has, uh, has, if, if the last three months have shown me anything, it's like, we need some change here. So, um, that's all I got, man. And, 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 thanks for a great season. So, uh, we'll listen to
6: you. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, you know, I can't say this enough. This job, not not, not my job. My job's easy. This job, when you look at Billy Bean, when you look at David Forst, when you look at Bob Melvin, this job's really hard. It just it, it's whether you like it or not whether you want to believe it or not it, it it is really hard and they have figured out a way they've written a book about it they've done a, a, a an Oscar-nominated movie about it they've figured out a way to win folks the other night, I don't want to got I know what they announced there really was like 3800 people in the ballpark You're talking about a team that's been to the playoffs 3 straight years They're going to have another winning season We can sit here and you know woe is me but they're still going to have a winning season And their situation is different than a lot of other teams. Billy, David, and Bob, sounds like a law firm, Billy, David, and Bob, they know how to win. They know how to win with what they got. And what scares me, what really, really scares me, is if they all left and you went out and tried to find somebody else, could they do it? Will they understand how to make it happen? Will they understand how to win with what they got? These guys, you got to remember, the, the one of the great things for you and me as A's fans is these guys don't rebuild. They always try because that's what you're supposed to do. They never say, dumpster fire, get rid of everybody, and we're going to lose 100-and-something games. Now, do they win every year? No, because that's, that's life. That's professional sports. No one wins every single year. Like, if you don't know that, I think you need to check the history of sports. Nobody wins the Super Bowl every year, Nobody wins the NBA title. Remember the Warriors? The Warriors were going to win all these NBA titles. What happened to that? No one's going to win every Stanley Cup. No one's going to win every major in golf or tennis. It doesn't work that way. You're dealing with human beings. But these guys understand how to build competitive teams. And whenever I hear somebody, Ah, well, they haven't won a World Series. Are you kidding me? We got 10,000. On a good night, we got 10,000 people. Like, check yourself. Did you see how those people were tonight in in Seattle going nuts? Still, that was only 17,000. Once again, I hate talking attendance. It's COVID. It's, like, I I, I don't want to get into that. But if you think it's easy to win in Oakland, you have no idea how bad it could be. Ken Korak mentioned tonight that T-Mobile Park opened in 1999. Think about that. Think about all the stadiums in the United States of America that have been built in town and after town, after town, and the people who run Oakland and run Alameda County, their brilliant idea was to create Mount Davis, not tear down the stadium and build a new one. Their brilliant idea was to create Mount Davis, which, oh, by the way, is sinking. And every single, every couple of years, Dirty little secret, they got to add concrete to prop it up. And oh, by the way, they were so behind on the project that they laid wet concrete on top of wet concrete. So when it rains, it leaks. It is a horrible, horrible thing. Mount Davis. That's the best that your leaders, who you voted for, that's the best they could come up with, was Mount Davis. When every other city, where do you want to go? Uh, Everybody's built something. You realize that? Every single major town in the United States of America has some type of new facility. Hell, Kansas City, they don't even have a basketball or 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 a uh, NHL team, and they built a new arena. Everybody, everybody, if you go back to like 1990, we could go to every single town, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, whether it's basketball, whether it's NHL. Someone's built a new arena. Oakland. Eh. And you know what I get? Well, hey, well, they they put the money into the, oh, you redid Oracle. Okay. And then you push back the bonds for Oracle and Mount Davis as far as you could push them back. And now where you at? Now where you at? You don't have an NBA team. You don't have an NHL team. And you actually have city council people talking about a WNBA team. Really? You need to understand, we are lucky to have Billy Bean. We are lucky to have David Forrest. And God knows we are lucky to have Bob Melvin. And if you, if you don't understand that, you don't get it. Let's pause for station identification right here on A's Cast.
10: A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on it's Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco.
6: You know, Matt Chapman doesn't always talk after games. Obviously, we're in this weird world of Zoom and everything. Here is Matt Chapman with the media. Start with Jess Kleinschmidt.
14: Hey, Matt. Uh, we kind of saw a glance of you atop the dugout. Kind of seemed like you were taking it all in and everything like that. Obviously, it's a loss, and you guys aren't going to the postseason. Just how are you feeling, and how are the guys feeling right now?
18: Uh, we're bummed out. You know, it's we haven't really been playing very well over this, you know, last month or so, so. It's it's kind of sucks when, you know, even though we've been playing not very well, we've still had an opportunity and we just couldn't get the job done. Um, You know, there's obviously it doesn't come down to one game or one play or one series. But, you know, we we just haven't been able to find a way to win the games we need to win. And it just really sucks to, you know, we've never been uh, eliminated from the playoffs, you know, in 18, 19 or 20, all, all of our full seasons between, you know, me and Ole and so Chi and some of those guys, you know, the guys that have been here for a while. So it just, uh, just sucks to, you know, to see yourself not being in the playoffs and watch a team, you know, kind of rip that out of your hands it just sucks. Let's go to Martin Gallegos. Hey Matt, um, obviously kind of a trademark
16: of you guys the last few years was strong second halves. Um, this year, maybe not so much. What, I mean, I'm sure there's a number of things you could point to, but um, do you feel like
18: was anything different that that kind of led to maybe not having that similar success as yours years past. It's hard to hard to put your finger on. Um, you know that's the thing about baseball when you play so many games. Um, you know, there's everybody has opportunities. So I, you know, it's not like one individual person or anything let us down. I think everybody, you know, everybody put the work in. Everybody showed up. We just came up short. You know, for me personally, I'm you know I'm very upset with you know how I you know finished this season. Um, I know I'm capable of more. And I know that um, it just hurts when I feel like I could have done more to help this team. And when I am playing at the you know level that I usually do, I feel like I could help this team win more baseball games. So it really just, it didn't sit right with me, you know, finishing this season so poorly, unfortunately. So I'm just going to use it as motivation um, to get, get to work in the off season. Um, obviously, I'm not saying that these next three games don't matter. They do. We're going to finish strong. I'm going to tow it up and give everything I got, but you know, it just makes you, you know, not making the playoffs and finishing this poorly and personally just makes me hungry to, you know, I want to, I want to come back and I want to come back stronger and, you know, help this team, you know, reach the postseason and more. Let's go to Matt Kawahara.
17: Hey uh, um, there was a sort of a stretch. I think it started around mid-August where you guys had some some really uh, sort of tough losses where you were leading late and uh, the games got away from you there. How much did that um, stretch maybe just have a? Did that have a lasting impact at all on you? Kind of going down the stretch of.
18: Um, I mean, it, it is tough when when you are not winning ball games. You know, especially towards late in the game, or late in the season. I mean, when you're late in the season and you know you're not finding a way to win those games you know you don't dig into it too much but then it keeps happening keeps happening and we're losing and we're losing and um you know we're running out of time that's kind of what happened to us so we just kind of ran out of time to to make that adjustment you know it seemed like when we get hot we weren't able to maintain it um and, and we just couldn't put together a big enough stretch at the end of the year like you know usually at the end of the year you know we're, we're clicking on all cylinders not really sure what you know what that is attributed to but Um, you know, I I think, um, you know, we we kept not finding a way to win those games. And unfortunately, when you do that, it's, um, it's, it's hard to dig yourself out of that hole.
17: And I mean, early in the year, really at the start of the year, I mean, you, you obviously had a lot of optimism about this team, a lot of confidence. Um, uh, Just sort of with the way that you guys went into the season, um, I guess, did did it make it, more difficult to know that with this group um, you weren't able to get there and, and you feel like there is a future
18: for this group? Still. Absolutely you know we felt confident coming into this season obviously uh, we had some injuries um, you know Ramon get, got suspended so we did take some blows this year um, and you know we just whenever somebody was playing well it seemed like you know somebody else wasn't so we couldn't put a bunch of we couldn't all get hot at the right time you know it was just one of those things and Obviously, at the beginning of the year, I felt really confident about our team. And, you know, I felt confident that I was coming back off hip surgery and I was going to be able to put up, you know, a really big season and help this team. And unfortunately, you know, I learned that it's not always easy to bounce back from something like that and it's going to take time. So, um, you know, I'm really disappointed in myself. And I feel like if I played better, you know, we could have had some more wins and we're only a few wins away from being in it. So, you know, I, I put a lot of that blame on myself for not playing as well as I should have. But. I still believe in this team, and I still believe that we have a lot of guys that are very talented and capable. Of returning that, you know, with the right additions, we can be, uh, you know, a great team still. Let's finish with Shana Rubin. Hey Matt, uh, you mentioned the the Lauriano suspension. Uh, are there any other turning points that you feel like sort of the season hinged on uh, down the stretch? You know, it's hard to say. It just it just felt like. Um, know at the towards that last stretch you know we just it seemed like you know a lot of the times when we're in the it seemed like we were in the mariners position a lot you know where you know we need that hit and they get that hit or we need a little bit of luck and they get that luck and not saying that they're a lucky team that's a really good team over there and you know they've earned everything they've got um but it just seemed like you know when we needed a big hit we lined out or we just couldn't get the job done or something it just seemed like you know, sometimes to make the postseason you need a little bit of luck and we didn't get, you know, a lot of the times things didn't bounce our way and that's okay. I think that we have to just go into this offseason, take a look in the mirror and be like, you know, what do we need to do to get better personally and as a team?
6: You know, I want to say something. Once again, I am a big Matt Chapman fan. He's very accountable. If you just heard right there, that was a kid who is wearing his heart on his sleeve. I don't know what the future is with him, but no matter what, I, I, I will always root for him. He's the real deal when it comes to being a professional. He just told you right there. He told you he's not happy with his year. Now, we are in a performance business, so you got to perform. But Matt Chapman, he's very accountable. He understands it, and I will always like him for that. I'm very impressed with this young man. I think he's got, like, like I've said it multiple times tonight, I think he's got a good heart, I think he's got a good spirit, and he wants to win. I just need him not to strike out so much and to be more productive offensively. But no matter what, I I I don't know how you... I think when you listen to Matt Chapman and you listen to those interviews, you understand why his teammates love him so much. And I'll never forget, it's a great story. Uh, Vince Catronio can tell it about a Mike Fires' no-hitter where Chapman was like 0 oh, for 4. He didn't care. He was so excited for Mike Fires. Chapman is about winning. And I bet this pains him. And I hope this pains all these guys. They should be going to the postseason, and they're not. They should be playing in October. And just not the three games against the Astros and bye-bye. They should be. They all expected to be in the postseason. And to be eliminated and to lose 12 straight to the Mariners? Oh, God. So we got three shows left. We have one A's cast live left before we hit playoff version. Where we will cover the playoffs as good as anybody in the game. So that's going to be Friday. Now it's time to see what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. So A's cast live at 3 o'clock on Friday. Remember, we got the day off tomorrow. We have A's total access at 410. And then first pitch in Houston, Sean Maniah will be on the mound we Will be at five ten. Yeah, this is tough. You never, you never want to be eliminated. <laughs> you just, you don't want this. But in the end, it is what it is. We'll look at this season. Was it a good season? No, you didn't make the playoffs. Were you over five hundred? Yes. Is that good? No question about it. But I don't think any of us, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach whether you're the manager, whether you're in the front office. I don't think anybody is going to have a good feeling in their stomach after this. But we'll see how they finish up the next three games in Houston. Thank you everybody who called in. Thank you everybody who listened and we'll see you on Friday at 3 o'clock right here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network.
10: Whatever California families get into, they trust Honda Pilot to get after With all-wheel drive, Tons of cargo space, room for eight, and gas mileage so incredible, you can go from the Sierras to the surf on a single tank. And right now, get a family-friendly deal and get after it in a rugged Honda Pilot, CRV, or HRV. Visit your NorCal Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda.
14: The good mornings,
15: smiles and elbow bumps, the coffee runs, lunch breaks, and happy hours— the hallway conversations, whiteboarding, and office banter, the workplace. Envoy wants to welcome you back. Envoy is the people-centric platform that helps hybrid workplaces manage hot desking, scheduling, safety, and more, all from a single dashboard. Don't just come back, come back to better. Envoy.com, make hybrid work.
14: Hey, A's fans, wanna get away? Southwest Airlines has you covered. Southwest Airlines offers direct flights from Oakland to Hawaii, where you can catch some rays, ride the waves, or relax on the beach. Not a Rapid Rewards member? Sign up for free today to earn points when you fly. Learn more at Southwest.com. Southwest Airlines, an official partner of the Oakland A's.
11: Attorney Joe Cordell.
9: New school, new job, new home. Change is hard and can leave you feeling isolated. And divorce delivers one of life's hardest blows. The relationships you counted on are suddenly gone. But you don't have to walk through this alone. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has guided men through the challenges of divorce. You're not alone. Call Cordell & Cordell.
11: Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's San Francisco area attorneys. 951 Mariners Island Boulevard, Suite 300, San Mateo, California, 94404. CordellCordell.com.